Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Our scripture reading this week and next is taken from 2 Corinthians, Paul's letter to the church at Corinth. Uh, Today I'm reading from chapter 4, beginning in verse 13 through uh, chapter 5, verse 1. But just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with scripture, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will bring us with you into his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake, so that grace, as it extends to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. Because we look not at what can be seen, but what it cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, what cannot be seen is eternal. For we know that if the early tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. The Christian life, of course, is always lived inside of tensions. We come to church, we read our scriptures, we say our prayers, we we see glimpses of who we were created to be. We commit for the tenth time this week to live renewed in Christ, to live out of our best version of who God is calling us to be, and then we grab the purse or the duffel and head out the door into a fast world that's demanding our urgent attention. Our Christian life is always lived in this tension between our hopes and the fast and divisive culture we're in. But now, of course, we've added on a whole new set of tensions, racial animosity, broken windows, looting in response to systemic racism, the death that followed, I can't breathe. We we can't get away from the news that that toggles back and forth between violence and pandemic because we're stuck at home and the news seems to be on all the time. Add on top of that, homeschooling and mask and social distancing and economic hardship, if not economic ruin, new stress is all over. And we were not exactly without tension three months ago. So now the pressures are seeming to come in from all sides. There seems to be no escape. And some people have suggested that home, the place that used to be an escape, might not be anymore, that 
living 24-7 with your family hasn't been all puzzles and cookouts and family bonding. Some people, I've been told, have found added stress from the place that they used to find retreat. The occasion of Paul's letter to the church at Corinth was written to a congregation that was trying to set out, sort out their own stresses, their own tensions. Those Christians were a persecuted minority uh, like us. They had not yet fully shaken off the hold of their pre-Christian living. Christians from other churches who had different ideas about the gospel were coming in and out of Corinth all the time. They were confronting the existing views of that church. They were confronting the church founder. They were doing this with regularity. Things were stirred up all the time. The tensions are high in this church. The outside pressures have created a whole new level of stress. People are getting thoroughly discouraged. It never seems to let up. When will this let up? Well, that could be our cry too, right? When will this let up? When will the news or the conversation be anything but violence and virus? When will the destruction of personhood, destruction of property, destruction of health not be in the air that we breathe? And when will people stop being denied the air they breathe because of their racial heritage? When will this let up? That might be our cry as well. But as I said, it's not like we were exactly stress-free before the pandemic. Uh, most of our pre-COVID, pre-violence discouragements and stresses just followed us into self-isolation. And now we have more stress and fewer distractions. At least in our frantic world, Three months ago, we had tasks to do. We had stuff to do, pencils to sharpen, errands to run. We could usually keep the stress and discouragement a little bit at bay. We could keep it from pounding too loudly just by keeping busy. But now cleaning baseboards and working puzzles just aren't doing the trick, are they? How many times have you heard or have you said in the last few weeks, I just can't take this anymore? Well, Paul writes to the church in the spin of their distress and says, so we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. Because we look not at what can be seen, but what cannot be seen. What can be seen is temporary. What cannot be seen is eternal. I'm not so sure. (laughs) Is your inner nature being renewed day by day, or are you about to strangle the cat? There is an opportunity in today's passage. It could be internal renewal is a possibility in this time of external chaos. 
There are disciplines of awareness that could make our renewal possible. And my goodness, aren't you ready for that? This occurred to me recently on the golf course of all places. Um, First, I'm learning that coronavirus golf is a little bit different. Nobody touches the flagstick. There are no rakes in the bunkers. The ball washers all have hoods on them. We walk carrying our bag. We stay at least six feet apart from others in the group. But the conversation is like the conversation anywhere else. This was before the George Floyd killing, so the conversation was all about the virus. And I'm walking six feet away from uh, a friend of mine who owns a small home repair company. He's got about 10 employees or so, and I ask him what the impact of this virus had been on his business. And he said, it's coming. I know it's coming. There are going to be some really hard days ahead. But he said, right now, things are bustling. Everybody's at home staring at all the projects, all the home improvement projects that they've been putting off. And they're saying to each other, we need to call somebody and have that thing fixed. We need to have the kitchen redone. We need to have the front porch fixed finally. Whatever it is they've been staring at, they've said, we've had enough. We need to call somebody to give attention to this. Folks are looking at all of the neglected areas of their home and giving attention to it. Now, Melissa and I have not called in uh, and paid for any home improvements, uh, but our closets and drawers and cabinets and garage are the neatest they have ever been, and I wish we could have you over and show you. But on the way home from golf, I was wondering about internal home improvement projects the areas of the soul that we might have been neglecting? What what closets of the spirit need our attention in this unusual season? There's time now. There's, There's time for us to work on our prayer life and has there any ever been a time that was more urgent for a deeply formed Christian community? Uh, I wasn't reading theology when I ran across this very theological quote. I was reading a book uh, uh, by the New York Times author Thomas Friedman, and he was quoting a Microsoft researcher who said, and this was long before the pandemic, she said that all of our overload and multitasking is causing continuous partial attention. And then I'm, I'm quoting If being fulfilled is about committing yourself to someone or some experience that requires a sustained level of attention, well, that is what we're losing the skills for because we are constantly scanning the world for opportunities and we are constantly in fear of missing something better. This has become spiritually depleting spiritually depleting. That sounds like preacher talk to me. But she's right. Our continuous partial attention has left us spiritually depleted, and that was before the virus, before the deaths, the killings, the riots, depleted our spirits even more. 
But this is our chance. We can take this opportunity to turn our attention to cleaning out the closets of the soul, to turn our attention to sustained prayer, to doing the work that leads to renewal. We really have an opportunity right now to grow into a deeper discipleship because of the extra time being afforded us at home. The church at Corinth had all kind of chaos out there, but Paul reminded them that renewal happens in here. Even though the outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. Whatever's going on out there is minor compared to what's going on in here. Do not lose heart, he said. Do not be discouraged. There is a chance for your inner nature, your inner world to find renewal even when the outer world is in complete chaos. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. Because we look at not at what can be seen, but what cannot be seen. What can be seen is temporary. What cannot be seen is eternal. The chaos, the busyness, the what can be seen part, the temporary, that continuous partial attention world has one great advantage. It usually keeps us busy enough to keep from dealing with the neglected soul improvement projects that are so needed. Busy is a good way to avoid facing our demons, caring for our soul. If I fight traffic and wash dishes and send memos and cut grass and watch Big Bang Theory reruns and balance my checkbook, I can just ignore the inner life keep my ear pods in, rush to the next meeting. I can ignore the ever-present racism and rage. I can ignore the whisper of God calling me to a more loving version of myself. But the world is stopped. We're stuck at home. The merry-go-round has been unplugged, and it's harder and harder to ignore the rats in our basement. The Washington Post reports that one quarter of Americans say their faith has deepened because of the coronavirus. You suppose people are taking this time to pray, to read, to reflect more deeply on what can, not on what can be seen, but what cannot be seen, Not on what is temporary, but that which is eternal. You remember what the Microsoft executive said, if being fulfilled is about committing yourself to someone else or some experience that requires a level of sustained attention, she said that is what we're losing the skills for. But this is our chance to recommit to rebuild the skills in quiet, sustained, private devotion, we can commit ourselves again to the call and claim of God's love on our lives. I, I have a friend who is 
incorporated prayer into his daily walks. Uh, he, you know, from here to the light post at the next street, he prays for his family, and then uh, from there to the house with the green shutters, he play, prays for people in his church, and then from there to the house where the tailors used to live, he prays for his own discernment, his own clarity, so forth. The Apostle Paul says that the affliction is temporary. The hardship of this current circumstance will pass. But when all of this is passed, will you have spent all of your time trying to manage the unmanageable outer world or focused on the values and relationships and disciplines that lead to your own wholeness? So we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. I'm sure this will vary from person to person. But what might you do? What is the soul improvement project you need to take on during this season? New ritual of prayer, perhaps? You know that this Tuesday, Karen Harwell is starting a new women's Bible study that will be on Zoom focused on the Lord's Prayer. That might be a good start. Uh, Maybe a book or two on uh, racial understanding or a book or two on spiritual disciplines, spiritual practices. Email me. I'll have some recommendations. Maybe journaling or reading the Bible all the way through. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm just wondering, what would make a difference for you during this season? Because couldn't you use some renewal right now? Wouldn't you love to come out of the other side of this with a spirit that's more renewed rather than more burdened? Paul said, even though our outer nature is wasting away, Our inner nature is being renewed day by day. I hope that will be true for us. I hope we'll take this time to renew our inner nature, pushing back from what is temporary and focusing on what is eternal so that we might be changed agents of change in this hurting world. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.